So let's talk about it. I don't know about you, but man, these past couple weeks have been basically an energetic whirlwind for me. There was one day, well one night I suppose, last week. Today's February 1st, so like last week, late January, where I just had this feeling of this energy in the air that was almost like a carnival funhouse, like surreal but in a scary way, or like Halloween, you know, like it felt like energy is trying to come across as really intimidating and scary but like all that fear stuff is ultimately baseless so I could kind of sense the fakeness beneath it. These kinds of things are hard to put into words but that's kind of been the energy in my opinion is like carnival funhouse Halloween decorations that look scary but really aren't. And I think it's just because um, Basically the polarization of sides against sides, and this applies to everything, you know, take the political spectrum or just negative against positive polarities, emotions, male and female, like any um, opposites. I really feel like the contrast just gets turned up louder and louder or sharper and sharper. Um, as a call for people to sort of wake up. I was just talking to a friend and she called it like forced shadow work, like she thinks people are being forced to do their shadow work. That's kind of what I think too. Um, and if you're tapped in and kind of like energetically sensitive, you're definitely feeling everything, even if you're by yourself, even if you live alone you are still tapped into the collective, which it's easy to forget. When you're getting triggered and stuff, it feels highly personal. But always remember that it's not like you're picking up on the waves of energy from other people that might not necessarily have anything to do with you. It does have something to do with you, like the parts of you that get triggered in response to the energy are yours to deal with, but it just helps to keep in mind that it's never just you, you know, like you're dealing with programming that was passed down to you, collective patterns, just like energy in general that might be kind of like stuck or stagnant in the collective and yeah, hopefully this is making sense. Honestly, this podcast is probably going to get increasingly woo because that's sort of the direction that I'm going in my um thoughts and research and and just imaginings and the things that I feel called to think about and talk about. It just sort of gets more esoteric and more strange so if you're down for that then stick around. <laughs> um, I think before I tried to keep things more you know grounded and approachable it's still going to be grounded because I care about practicality. That's what all of this is about. It's never just meant to be theoretical concepts that give your mind a good fun time. It's <laughs> that give your mind a workout. It's a lot more about practical things that can improve your energy flow and relationship with yourself. Um, but what I was saying is I think I used to just not say certain things because I didn't want to exclude people who are skeptical about the world of energy. 
and the spiritual and supernatural things. But at this point, like, that's what I care the most about. And so that's definitely what I'm going to focus on. And I'm probably going to be taking things in a kind of experimental direction, which I'll mention <laughs> a little more about later on. So, uh... Something I wanted to talk about is how important it is to trust the lessons, like trust the cycles. So it can really seem like things are happening to you sometimes if you're not remembering to be conscious and remembering how this game and how this reality actually works. Um, like for example, my hot water heater stopped working the other day. So I was without hot water for like three days. Um, which is objectively not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's winter, yeah, it was kind of inconvenient. Um, but it, I just noticed parts of me that wanted to feel victimized and wanted to throw a fit and wanted to get annoyed that they were taking so long to come fix it. And then when the guy finally did come, it didn't work again for, still for like eight or nine hours. So... It's just easy to be like, oh, this is something inconvenient, or maybe even, oh, I attracted this, I must be out of alignment, and it's not always that, honestly. Maybe there's something there that you need to learn, like maybe I needed to have that extra appreciation for having hot water, you know? Maybe I needed the humbling experience of washing my hair in a giant soup pot. <laughs> I bought this pot for cooking soup. Um, off the internet a while ago, and it ended up being way bigger than I thought it would be. Because um, my mind, I don't really, when someone says 20 quarts, I don't see what that is in my head. I'm just kind of like, okay, a number and, and an amount. And so it ended up being way bigger than I wanted or needed, but it actually came in handy <laughs> in this moment. So it was just kind of like a fun little thing to mix up my reality. Sort of reminded me of like traveling to countries that don't have hot water on their taps and yeah it was fine and it was kind of like anomalous which I think is interesting and cool and mixes things up and so even things like that that just seem like random like oh this is inconvenient damn it like actually it doesn't have to be that but there will always be the part of you that pops up and feels you know slighted or wants to make a big deal out of it and the thing is you don't have to go with that story, you know, you're the screenwriter, you're the one writing what's going to happen. And when you do something unexpected or unique, you're going off script. Because if you just follow what your first reaction is and allow that to kind of take you away, you're pretty much just, it's like just letting a tape play through. Um, instead of creating something authentic in the moment. And creating something authentic, like being the original self, outside of your programming, more like up close to the authentic pulse and heartbeat of humanity and what life itself wants to express through you, that's where all the power is, you know? And sages have been saying this for probably since the beginning of language. Some people call it the generous present moment. There's the whole power of now thing. 
It's basically the reason people meditate and do things that stimulate adrenaline just to get you into the now and out of the script. Like out of the... Or I should say the script that you've already acted out a million times. So just small ways that you can react differently to things in your life. Like if you would normally get annoyed when your hot water heater goes out for three days, for example, you could be like, oh, here's a chance to experience cold showers. I've been meaning to try that, and now it's the perfect time. <laughs> or just kind of flipping it, you know, into something else. It seems small. But these moments you're actually doing something really big. You're freeing yourself from the script that's been written for you. Because how many people do you think would react that way, you know? Like their hot water goes out and they're like, damn it, this is so inconvenient, I really wanted to take a shower after work, and blah blah blah. Like how many people do you think react that way? It's like the script is already there for you, and you're just acting it out. Whereas stopping and being like, oh yeah, I bought that obnoxiously gigantic soup pot. I knew there was a reason for that. Now I get to wash my hair in it. This will be fun and interesting and kind of like going back to the old days, how people used to do it. Um, so it's, you know, a way to interface with like your ancestors and the way they used to do things. Honestly, there's a million different ways you can spin it so that it's a fun experience that benefits you rather than just, ah, I don't like it, and being all resistant, which doesn't really do much. And, and also, I want to be clear that it doesn't cause a bunch of harm if you do get resistant, you know? Even if you spend a while in that state, I think a lot of people when they start thinking about energy and manifestation and law of attraction and resonance and all that, think, Oh no, I was being resistant all day, I was complaining, now horrible things are going to happen. And I think we often underestimate how much of a buffer we have. You know, I've been thinking about this lately. Like, sometimes I'll slip into that where I'm like, oh no, I've been resisting. What if this is, like, going to cause a bad reaction? And then I remember even when I was at my most asleep, like, I had never even tried meditating before. I was just really, really unhealthy with habits and in every way, pretty much. Um, and reckless as fuck, like really impulsive and reckless. Not to the point where I was actively trying to kill myself, but kind of indirectly trying um, through irresponsible decisions, just really self-destructive stuff. And I still, like, was pretty lucky and um nothing that bad actually happened and, and it just reminded me you know like even if you actively kind of try to fuck yourself over <laughs> to the point you don't care um you're still good think about all the times that something could have been a lot worse than it actually was basically reality is just reflecting back to you whatever you believe and i've been really playing with that and taking it to heart lately and it just it's confirmed to me over and over and over again another thing I want to talk about is cycles so our programming tries to trick us into thinking that we're supposed to be robots like okay just like wake up switch yourself on and now you're happy and productive and then you eat this many times a day and you go to bed at this time 
And then you wake up and you're supposed to have the same amount of energy. And if you don't, there's something wrong. And you should feel bad about it. Or possibly go talk to your doctor. Or, you know, just kind of pathologizing everything that it is to be human. <laughs> and um, we come out of the earth, so we're really closer to the natural world in terms of cycles. Like, sometimes you're just going to be fucking tired. Sometimes you're going to be bursting with energy. Sometimes you're going to feel very sexual and like turned on a lot. And sometimes you're going to forget that you even have sexual organs. Those are just some examples. Sometimes you want to eat a ton and sometimes you feel like fasting. This whole idea of like consistency and trying to fit everything into neat little boxes does a lot more harm than good. So trust your cycles or even intentionally try to go against them to kind of break this programming and to go off script. For example, if you have always woken up at 7 in the morning um, to do your exercises on the weekend or something, or you're an early riser, and if you sleep in you immediately feel guilty like you are lazy or a slacker, intentionally force yourself to stay in bed longer and cause those reactions to come up with full awareness like this is going to make me uncomfortable it's going to bring my programming to the forefront and I am going to acknowledge that it's not real and do it anyway and affirm to myself that I'm a worthwhile person even if I'm having a lazy day even if I sleep in even if I just binge watch Parks and Rec all day instead of actually doing anything <laughs> because you don't have to constantly be doing things. And I know that most people listening to a podcast about occultism and the supernatural and magic and all that kind of stuff are going to be aware of that, but it still helps to hear because, you know, like, doubt is always there. A, it's passed down to us, it's in the air, it's in the collective, especially right now. It just kind of gets louder and louder and louder. And the dominant narratives have an effect on you even if you're a hermit. Like me. <laughs> I've mentioned this before in other episodes, but even if you don't really interact with the outside world all that much, you are still tapped into it. So this means even if you do all your work and you meditate for 20 years, and you're really good at quieting your mind and not reacting to things and being intentional about stuff, you're still going to come up against layers of programming simply because you're a human being, you know? I think it's easy to fall into this trap of thinking that we're just like this isolated little bubble who's existing on our own and not actually constantly tapped into the stream of our ancestors, all the ones who came before us, and even the ones who are coming in the future, and lineages that we share blood with, and even lineages that we don't share blood with in this incarnation, but are currently happening at the same time now. The lines between that kind of st stuff are kind of like melting, at least for me. Lately, when I sort through triggers and do healing, I can feel very palpably that I'm clearing things for the collective, even certain groups. 
Um, so just remember it's not just you, and if you're doing personal work, you're doing everyone, not just in your life, but in the world, literally a huge service. And no, it's not easy, but that's okay. It honestly can be. If it feels hard for now, that's okay. Just know that it, it can get easier, and it does. The more you just sort of trust yourself and know you can handle it. You can play the whole game of resistance and being like, am I doing the right thing? Do I actually suck? Am I worthless? And all that, if you want. But past a certain point, I think you realize that it's sort of just a habitual energy sink that doesn't lead you anywhere. And uh, just really waste energy, you know, like having a hole in your gas tank or something. It helps to remember that tension and pushback and negative vibes or density or triggers or whatever you want to call it, opposing energies is how I often think of it now. And this refers to literally anything. Someone flipping you off in traffic, stubbing your toe, expecting a payment and then having it be late. Like anything that seems like it's going against the way you want things to be is not actually a problem. It's just like the constant dance of life and death, you know, like there's tension, there's drama, there's, is this gonna happen or not? There's, oh, there's this delay. What's, what surprise is gonna be next? Reality wants to surprise you because it wants to surprise itself, you know? It's, it's like um, the organic evolution. It just wants to try things. It's like this grand experiment. But you just have a lot to do with what you see, like what you focus on, you begin resonating with. An example for me of this, it applies to a lot of different things and I've been playing around with it lately, but um, an example of this for me is I've been listening to crystal singing bowls a lot and, and then even when I turn them off I can still hear the tones. <laughs> Which is crazy because it sounds really loud to the point that I think that my computer is still playing the crystal bowl sound, but it's really not. It's just like the frequency is there, like in my reality, because I've been tapping into it. That applies to a lot of different things. Everything exists as an energy or frequency, even the frequency of like godliness, like being present in your conscious power and knowing that you're a creative being with a ton of control and power over your life, like you're the one that's writing the script. Um, just hanging out in those energies, like looking at pictures of gods that inspire you, listening to music that carries the kind of energy you want, or even nature sounds. Don't underestimate where your intuition wants to bring you. So I've been listening to various sounds lately during meditation or sometimes falling asleep. And, you know, for a couple days, listening to whale sounds, like underwater whale sounds, was really resonating with me. Like, it was taking me into these deep, cool places in meditation. And uh, it just felt right, so I was listening to it. And then after a little while, it's like, okay, now I'm kind of feeling like the river sounds. Like, I'm going to put river sounds on in the background. And it just felt very, like, soothing to my soul. And then, you know, sometimes it's the crystal bowls, and sometimes... 
it's something else. And it may seem really random, like, oh, this is just what I feel like listening to. Maybe it's because I saw it pop up on my uh, recommended videos on YouTube or something. But if you have a specific feeling or idea in your head, like, I should listen to this, and it really resonates, follow that, because the callings that come from within you, that kind of come across as a random impulse, or just, yeah, just like your brain doing random stuff, actually can be like signals from the deeper part of you that's trying to send you something. Um, Kind of hard to describe. Another example of this with like the whale sounds, so I started listening to them and it was very activating for me and I don't really try to understand why, I just kind of go with it. <laughs> and I started having this specific visualization meditation technique just come into my mind. Like I had never heard of it from anything before. I wasn't trying to do something specific or control it, it just it's like my imagination started going in this direction and I sort of just let it go. And it's like I retrieved new levels of insight, but in a felt way. So the meditation, you can try this if you want, it was really cool for me. So I was listening to like underwater whale sounds and then imagined like being in this bubble of light. Uh, floating out at sea and then the bubble just kind of descending into the water slowly and like being in the middle of the bubble and just going deeper and deeper and darker and darker and I feel like it was like myself initiating me into the subconscious mind or kind of like shadow realms or yeah it's I don't even understand fully what was happening but it's I could like feel the activation and then I would have other things that seem kind of random or whatever pop into my head, you know, during that. And I realized I'm actually retrieving really important things that I need. Energies, frequencies, insights. So if you're meditating and your mind just starts kind of like visualizing or imagining something specific, like it can be anything, like say you're imagining meditating and then all of a sudden it's like you keep thinking of the color purple go with it, like allow yourself to bask in the color, breathe it in, think about purple things, feel it, like you might be kind of surprised what you find, because a lot of the messages that you'll receive that you need for your specific healing are gonna be really kind of seem like just a passing thought or just like random nonsense that you might ignore it's not random nonsense, that's just your conditioning, you know? The imagination is potent, powerful, and very important. So that's just a way that you can kind of loosen that up and start getting more in touch with your imagination realms, which are actually very, very real. So another thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that urgency is an illusion. I heard one of the teachers I really respect recently say that that whole energy of like you need to act now or you're gonna lose this and you're gonna miss out is totally manufactured it's like really lack based and it's like a sales tactic basically but we carry that pressure with us into so many different things I find myself slipping into that with the smallest little things it doesn't matter what making a tea um, going on a walk calling someone, 
waiting for an email. It, it can, it's easy, it can feel so, it's easy to slip into feeling like this sense of urgency, like I need to know this now. And even when you have been practicing kind of calming yourself down and bringing yourself back to center a lot, it can feel so convincing. Like the mind is like, no, but this is the thing that's really, really important. Like you have to figure this out. You have to get an answer on this or you will die. <laughs> Honestly, it can feel that dramatic and dire. But I've been playing, like, playing around with noticing if I'm starting to feel urgency, like, I need to take action. I know that I'm in lack, like I'm in some kind of loop that uh, isn't true because time isn't fucking real. There is no urgency. So if you're about to take an action and you feel like, oh, I need to do this now or I'm gonna miss out, like, it's probably bullshit. Of course there's um, exceptions to that. If you're trying to make it to a store in time for a sale that ends on the 31st of the month, then you have to get there before that. But other than very literal situations um, regarding time, urgency is usually an illusion, just designed to kind of suck your energy and keep you trapped in this hamster wheel of perfectionism. So I encourage you to break your patterns in any way that you feel called to, even in the smallest ways, you know? Like put your left shoe on first, eat a different kind of bread, or walk a different way, or drive a different way to work. This goes back to what I was saying about acting off script. There's so much energy at your disposal, ready to be used when you pop yourself into the present moment. And acting off script by doing something different is a really good way to access this energy. And you'll feel it, you know? If you pass someone at work every day and you say the same thing every time, try saying something different and you'll notice that it breaks the script and you'll feel it. You'll feel that little jolt of, oh yeah, oh I'm alive, I'm a person, not an automaton. I actually have a lot of power. And then you fall back asleep for a while, and then you wake yourself back up, and then you just keep doing this stance, and um, that's kind of how it goes. It's all good. Falling back asleep is not a problem. Waking back up, make it fun. Make it fun to wake back up. That's been a huge key for me, you know, like dropping the heaviness, because it can feel so heavy, like, why am I not happy yet? Why am I not manifesting more money? Why don't I have the life of my dreams yet? Oh, I've been doing all the work, isn't it my time yet? Um, and it's really not that heavy or serious or dire, or at least it doesn't have to be. It can actually be really fun, or kind of funny, you know? Just being like, oh yeah, I fell asleep again, but that's okay because I'm waking back up. I'm the one in control here. I'm the one directing my attention, which is everything. Don't underestimate that. And don't allow that collective hum, the lullaby of fear and complacency to lull you back to sleep. And if it does, wake yourself back up and keep doing it again and again and again and again and again. You can do anything that comes to mind. Like for me, I'll repeat in my head, I remember who I am. I remember who I am. I remember who I am. Anything that works in the moment to kind of snap you back into your body. 
So another note I have here is pay attention to what motivates you. Why are you doing things? Why are you making that phone call? Is it because you're worried that your friend is going to think that you forgot about them and you don't want them to be mad or sad? Are you going to talk to this person because you feel obligated? Are you going to pick up those extra hours at work because you don't want to piss your boss off? These aren't really good reasons to do things. I mean, you can do things out of guilt and obligation and fear, but I think that you're actually losing a lot more than you think when you do that because you're tying yourself up energetically with a bunch of stuff that weighs you down. Try to practice in the smallest ways, you know, not noticing what motivates you. Why am I doing this right now? I've been practicing this with myself when it comes to internet habits because that's still something I'm working on, trying to be more balanced with it. It's getting better. And the thing that has really helped is that when I have that urge to like check my email or something, asking like, why am I doing this? Is it because I'm trying to fill a void? Because I feel restless and bored? Or is it because of some other reason, because it feels good to do so, because I'm curious and open and just going about my day. The energy beneath things, which can feel very subtle, is everything. It's everything. I can't overstate that enough. Something that's really helped me with kind of going back and forth, like I was mentioning earlier, how I used to think of it falling back asleep and waking back up is thinking of it as wobbles and I've heard a few different people describe it this way how you know you're on like a you're in the flow things are going well you're feeling good and then something throws you off balance consider it a wobble so you're not it's not a fall from grace you're not falling off the wagon, you're not getting kicked out of heaven, you're not, um, you didn't fall down, it's a wobble, meaning, you know those balance boards, have you ever seen someone use one of those, it looks really funny, um, but you know you're standing in the middle and sometimes you go off to the side and it feels like you're gonna fall, but then you don't, and you wobble again, and sometimes you'll get a really big wobble where it's like, whoa, ah, Am I gonna fall? Am I gonna die? And then you don't, and then you regain composure. I love wobble because it, it's a lot more accurate to what's actually happening, because you're not losing anything. You're just experiencing the kind of illusion or the excitement or like tension of, oh no, am I gonna fall? Ah, I'm, I'm getting away from it. I'm moving away from it again. And then you recenter again. And that satisfaction of being able to pull yourself back. I think is that that's the entire dance of like evolution and being a human. Like it's what we come for, I think. For a while I was kind of like, yeah, working on all this self-love and presentness and um, deprogramming myself and being a free, magical human being. But I was sort of doing it with ulterior motives, like I was like, oh, I noticed that when I get myself into a really positive energy state, good things happen. I get gifts from people, I get positive omens, I get new opportunities. And then I fell into this thing where I was almost like taking care of my energy with an ulterior motive. <laughs> to see more manifestations or to get this and that. And all that stuff pretty much 
kind of disappears. Um, because you can't really fake this kind of stuff, you know? You have to feel good just for the sake of doing it. Like, just for its own sake. Because it's like, I want to experience enjoyment instead of suffering, so I'm going to give myself that gift. That's really the only reason you need all these justifications of like, oh, I want more money, or I want to attract the love of my life, so I'm going to take care of my energy, doesn't actually really work, because you're still fixated on the external symbols, and that's a lesson that you can play out again and again and again for the rest of your life, and across many lifetimes, and many people do. So to really try to take this to heart, and I'm speaking to myself as well, allow yourself to access your original self, free from the programming, in touch with like the pulse of life, the heartbeat of evolution, for its own sake. Think about it like you would a relationship with a person. If you have a friend who gives you gifts and so you want to hang out with them more because of that, they're going to feel that and they're not going to be as hospitable. But if you're going just like, hmm, I want to hang out with this person, I'm interested in them, I want to experience their universe and their energies and just like have fun and I want to give things to them too and just have like a joyful exchange then all the positive stuff naturally flows. You don't have to do it with ulterior motives. The universe is kind of the same way, you know? It's a conscious uh, entity of sorts. I kind of think of it like there's layers of selves. You have yourself, this human self, and then a higher self, and then one beyond that, and beyond that, and beyond that, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, like those Russian dolls. Um, and the universe wants to interact with you in whatever way you want to, meaning as positive and beneficial as you want it to be. But try to respect it as you would another human being, you know? Like, don't think, okay, yeah, universe, I'm gonna send you positive thoughts and feelings. And when I say send, I don't literally mean trans transmitting to the universe, but also the way you treat yourself is transmitting things to the universe, because you are a piece of that. So thinking like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll, I'll go through the motions of like loving myself and like trying to be happy and stuff because I want to manifest a group of friends, because I want to manifest my soulmate, or because I want to make more money. Just get rid of all that ulterior motive stuff because I'm telling you it really just kind of slows you down. And it's just a roundabout way of coming around to the truth that you're not seeking anything except permission from yourself to feel okay. And only you can give yourself that. It's not about the external thing. Ever. So I say that a lot and I'm gonna keep saying it because the world teaches us the opposite. So there's a lot um, of messages outside and within us because of the programming we have that still might resonate with that working against these simple truths. So I want to keep reminding people again and again and again. So my podcast is usually just me talking to myself, but I actually have a couple of friends that I'm discussing having on as guests soon, so that'll be cool if you want to hear some conversations. Look forward to that. Um, I created this kind of like... 
I don't know whether to call it like a master class, but basically just like a transmission of information. I recorded myself talking for 40 minutes about alchemizing triggers, like my theories on what triggers are, why they're so important, and concrete steps to heal your triggers, like sort through them in a beneficial way. So I'm selling that. If you want to buy it, just uh, I'll put a link to my services page in the description of this that you can do magic.com slash services link. Or maybe I'll actually put instructions in the box for how to order it. I'm pricing it at $11 for a 40 minute video. So, um, Also, I'm kind of trying this experimental thing that I've honestly never heard of anyone else doing before. And it's related to healing and also transmitting a healing vibe, but it has a sexual flavor to it, so be open-minded in that way if you're curious. So if that um, captures your attention, I think this is mostly going to be suitable for guys, but women might be interested too. That's just who I feel is most will most resonate with this particular method I'm thinking about, and it's still experimental and very much in the works. If you're curious about that, if that captured your attention, or you feel like you want some healing in that area, in the area of sexuality, um, and you're an open-minded person, you can send me an email to ask more about this, and yeah, maybe you can just give me some feedback, or we can end up working together in this way. And as always, join my Patreon for more content. Thank you for listening. See you next time.